Good morning, South Carolina. This is Larry and Dawn today. We fired Chad for the day to tell him go take a vacation and get away a little bit with him and his family. So we've got Don Adams with us today who has a special guest. And if you're interested in real estate at all, you can become a part of the pros. You can call in the show anytime during the day as we talk is 803-799-TALK. That's 8255. Don, good morning. Tell us what you got in store. Hey, good morning, Larry. And for the record, you know, we are heard beyond South Carolina, and that's incredibly exciting because I am here in Idaho. And our special guest today is Chris Lee. She is uh, also um, a resident of Idaho. In fact, I met her here in Idaho. She's one of the first people I met while I was here. And she is the president-elect of the Women's Council of Realtors. So welcome, Chris. How are you today? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I much appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Oh, yeah, you too. Well, super exciting. So, Chris, the so many people wonder what Realtors do and what Realtors are and um, what that tag even means. Um, tell us a little bit about... Um, what the Women's Council of Realtors is and and what and what you do. Oh, you bet. Thank you. Yes. Well, as you know, realtors do a lot much more beyond the transaction. <laughs> and really, really what we do is largely beyond the transaction, which is the great part of it. But the Women's Council of Realtors is an affiliate of the National Association of Realtors, so the um, larger national association that all realtors are members of the 1.5 or 6 million members they have now. Um, We are an affiliate member of theirs. So uh, yes, we are realtors also, but we are then um, basically opting in and choosing to join this additional organization as well, which is the Women's Council. Um, The Women's Council started 110 years ago, Years and years ago, basically, women weren't allowed to participate in in much of business, frankly, um, and real estate was one of those um, businesses. So the Women's Council was actually started by a group of women who had traveled to a national conference of what became the National Association of Realtors, and they decided they were going to start their own thing affiliated with it, and in a way that supports women actually operating in business and um, it, working toward women actually being allowed to earn a commission to do the same uh, work that men were doing at the time. So it's an interesting history and we've just kind of blossomed from there. So did you just imply that the, uh, this, this council started before women had the right to vote? Um, well, now you're going to ask me <laughs> history at 7 a.m. <laughs> so, so, so I'm not going to go on record with ago. that one. But 110 yeah, years ago yeah. it would have been 1912, and I don't remember exactly when women had the right to vote, but I think it was – I'm going to have to look that up I here real fast. I want to 18 or something. I'm not quite, yeah. quite positive either. But um, well, I know why they did it. Let me interject. The National yes. Association started with all men in 1908. Yes. And I don't think it was, and if I'm, I may be wrong, I, I teach real estate, so sometimes I can get my numbers backwards, but I think women weren't allowed, 
even though there were women in real estate in 1908, they weren't allowed to join the association until I think about Correct. 1910. So. Correct. And and one of the reasons that they decided to own start their own organization um, was equitable earnings. Yeah. Because they figured if they're selling real estate as well, then they should be able to earn a commission just like men. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, but... Uh, as I was telling Don yesterday, that has exploded because more women are in real estate as realtors, as men, almost double that of men. Right. So right, I, I yeah. didn't mean to interject. Go ahead, because this is interesting, because this is all over the country, uh, not just here in Columbia or Idaho. This is everywhere. Well, yeah. Larry, I like and, when you interject. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Ahead. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yes, I, you know, it's over 60% of realtors, and not every agent's a realtor, but um, are women. So, and but the Women's Council of of Realtors, you know, our our mission is to really work to advance women in the industry and um, advancing them as business leaders in the industry and in their community. So basically the, the idea is uh, leadership skill training because we use leadership skills in all aspects of our lives. Our, we use that at the kitchen table with our family. We use that in across the dining room table with our clients, frankly. And we use that uh, in the industry. If you look at the um, governing board of the National Association of Realtors, about 25% of those um, governing board members are women's council members, and we only represent about one percent of NER's um, overall membership. So, we we are really recognized as training leaders within the industry. Well, let's put that into perspective. What is one percent of the NAR like overall industry? So we have. Currently, just over 11,000 members, so we're probably not even 1% anymore because NER has been growing so much lately. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm hearing more realtors um, in the country right now, more realtors in NAR right now than ever before in history. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. 1.3 million realtors or something like that right now. Oh, I think they're closer to 1.6. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, incredible. And it, I don't have their stats in front of me, but <laughs> yeah, but we're about 11,000. Um, obviously, COVID um, was an interesting thing for everybody, for the world, <laughs> when the, everyone shut down for that m one month to figure out how things were going to go and some places opened back up and some places didn't. And as we know, various states and different laws about whether or not people were even allowed to practice real estate, whether it was an essential service, if you remember all of that back then. Um, but as an organization, we were um, able to pivot pretty quickly, actually. And we got on Zoom and started doing conferences and meetings on Zoom. And we're, we're small enough and nimble enough that we were able to adapt more quickly than we would have thought. You know, two years before that, if, if someone had said to us, let's do a virtual conference, we would have been like, oh my goodness, trying to get the technology and the calls from everybody, <laughs> trying to log into a something, something, forget it. But 
everybody had to figure out Zoom, Zoom in a hurry. So there you go, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. So we have about a minute before our uh, break, a minute or so before our first break. Um, and mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious just to know a little bit more so you, about what the Women's Council does. So you help women in business, but are there specific things? Um, about how much time do we have before a break, Larry? We got about a minute or two. Okay, perfect. Okay. Okay, so we are structured. We have about 250 local networks across the country. Um, and then there are state networks, and then the overall national network is kind of the structure of it. So essentially, the meat and potatoes of it are those local networks that are the boots on the ground for our members. And those networks are somewhere that members can go to learn more about business, learn more about how to run a business. They, okay. um, we're going we to have to take a break here in about three seconds, but come back, hold that thought, don't lose it. Stay with us. We're going to learn some more about real estate here in just a few minutes. All right, we're coming back live and in person. We've got uh, Chris on the phone with Don, and I, I want to make sure we get Erica West on the phone to tell us what's happening in real estate mortgages uh, around the country and especially uh, here at home and what's happening. And we'll get back to Chris in just a moment. I feel like a, the lone wolf here today. I'm surrounded by women. What a wonderful thing. <laughs> lucky, lucky man. Yeah, so Erica, are you there with us, girl? here how are you all we are doing wonderful we've got a good show today with a very knowledgeable young lady that's uh, working with the realtors association and i uh, hope you can listen into us a little bit so tell us some good stuff that's happening around erica to make all these people that look into thinking of buying selling whatever comfortable enough to say it's a good time still well, I mean, we, we saw a little improvement in the market last week, and we've kind of been holding steady. Um, it's the quietest it's been probably since the beginning of the year, which I think is a, is, is a good sign. Um, if, we could, if we could just stay still for a little bit, let everybody get used to, you know, an interest rate in the five. Um, if your government, you may be high fours, um, then I think we'll see, we'll see some stability. Um, there are a lot of experts out there that say, hey, fourth quarter of this year, we're going to see um, rates come down. You have others that think it'll be the end of 2023. Uh, but, you know, for all of those that are buying right now, it, it's still an, an amazing time to purchase. You cannot rent cheaper than you can buy right now. And either way, there are people far more educated than myself that are telling you, hold on, buy the house. Um, and then we can refinance you when, when the rates do come down, whether that's the end of this year or end of next year. It's coming pretty pretty quickly. Erica, I have heard that uh, rates have been lowered for the third week in a row. Is that true? Yeah, we're, we keep seeing pricing improvements. Yep. I mean, it's pretty pretty stable. I mean, I think we're a little bit uh, – we're, we're moving away from the sixes, and we're, we're pretty much in the fives, but that that's – great you know there was for a while we thought oh my gosh we're gonna blink our eyes and be an eight um and we're kind of moving to, you know we're, we're we're moving the other direction and it's holding steady i think people can handle a, a rate with a five uh, in front of it a whole lot easier than a six or a seven so i'm happy to see that movement you know down and that it's holding right we're not having these 
really, really tumultuous days um, in the market. And what I mean is sometimes we'll see rate changes three, four, five times in a day. Um, and it's nice when we don't see that. The rates come out around 1030 and it stays strong all day. That That's what we like seeing. I think it's, it provides stability for people that are shopping, that, that every other day they don't have to check in with their loan officer to see if their qualification is is, is changed because of interest rates. So, um, I do like I said, there's a man that I follow. His name is Barry Habib. Um, very, very intelligent man. And, and he thinks that fourth quarter of this year we're going to see rates fall even more. That's, um, there that's are others good. That think, there are others that think that, hey, I don't think it's going to be that quick. I think we're going to see it more towards the end of 2023. Either way, um, you know, the news is pointing to a little bit more uh, less volatile market as far as rate hikes, and we're seeing them kind of slowly come down and, and steady out and level out, which is great news. Erica, I got a real quick question. We've had a lot of military looking for houses, and some of them are scared, don't know what to do. VA loans are just still about the same as everything else, are they not? They're a little bit so VA loans, they're they're government backed loans. Their interest rates are a little bit more competitive. A VA loan is is a better product, in my opinion, when you're looking on a on a mortgage side because you don't have MI, right. you don't have a down payment requirement, you don't have private mortgage insurance, um, and the interest rate is a little bit more competitive. Now the good news is with the market kind of shifting the way that it is, we are seeing government loans being able to get accepted offers, which is something that we haven't seen in almost two years. Um, and so for those military, uh, those veterans and military members out there, you know, there is a good opportunity that you'll be able to win a house with a VA loan, probably more so now than in the last 24 months. Yeah, that's what I was telling people, but I wanted to hear it from the expert. Absolutely. Hey, Erica, I've, got, I've got one go FHA, USDA, stuff I haven't seen in literally two years. Excellent. I, uh, I have a quick question. So I was talking with a lender here in Idaho, and he was saying that a 2-1 buy-down uh, might be a way to go to even lower the interest rate from 5 a little bit lower for affordability. Um, can you talk a little bit about what a 2-1 buy-down is and how that might benefit a buyer? So it depends. See, that, that is a temporary fix, and we really have to sit and do the math. Um, because like I said, everything in the market is telling us that rates are going to come down. So if, if you have a buy down, if you're going to buy down the interest rate, you got to make sure that you're going to stay in that loan enough for it to actually benefit you because most, most of the time these people are going to refinance in the next 12 months. And if not that buy down, pretty much just... You lose money. Was, it was wasting money. Yeah. So every situation is going to be different though, Don. Yes, it could benefit somebody that says, hey, I'm only going to be here for two years, so even if there's a chance for me to refinance in 12, it's not going to make sense. I want to buy down the rate. Um, so usually, and you have to look at it each loan program and what each company has to offer, um, but buy-downs are expensive. They're really expensive right now in this market, and so you have to make sure that if you're going to, you're going to spend two points to go one, one point down, um, you, you have to make sure that you're going to be able to recoup the cost in the difference between what your current payment is without buying it down versus what the rate is with the buy down. Correct. And sometimes that may only be a hundred bucks. Yep. Well, Erica, right? we're going to have to get back to our show here, but nope, I want everybody to know that every Tuesday, Erica is on the point radio, same place we are at nine to 10 o'clock has a great show. Got a good co-host. 
and she'll give you more information than you can possibly get anywhere else. Erica, we appreciate you being here with us today. Have a great weekend. Thank you, girl. Behave yourself. All right, Don, we're back with... uh, Yeah, so we are back with uh, the president-elect of the Women's Council, Chris Lee. She is uh, in Idaho Falls. She is the owner of Simply Home. She's also the broker. I know that you are uh, have just bought a beautiful building, Chris, because I've been by to visit. And um, you're initially <laughs> from Chicago. You graduated from DePaul University and, um, and ended up moving here to Idaho Falls in a twist of fate. I'm reading your profile here. It's a great picture, <laughs> twist too. Of <laughs> a twist of fate, Idaho Falls. What else would bring you to Idaho Falls? The potatoes. By way of Manhattan. <laughs> it's a little-known direct migration route there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, ber- birds don't even take it. It's so little-known. <laughs> so you're the president-elect of the Women's Council of Realtors, and that's really fascinating. So um, so you help develop women in business, and, and what might that look like? Yeah, so we have 250-ish local networks around the country that are really the, um, where the rubber meets the pavement, if you will, with our membership. So we, these are groups of 30 to 70 typically women that um, in a local market that get together regularly for networking, um, mixers, they meet with strategic partners. Um, they put on industry events that are relevant to business um, skills that they are looking to learn, local information, because as we know, real estate is local. So what's going on in one area may not be quite the same, having the same effect in another area. So it's really that local um, industry-focused events that they are looking to put on. And in organizing all that, they're learning business skills. They're budgeting, they're raising funds, they're networking with strategic partners, which is um, important to build those relationships to have a successful business, frankly. As what you know. might some of those um, strategic partners be or look like? Your lenders, your title company, home inspectors, you know, all, all of the business um, um, vendors and industry relationships that we build that when our clients call us and say, hey, do you have a, we say, yes, we do. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Let me hook you up with my favorite, whatever, whatever. So it's, like it's a else. really great way yeah. to to build those relationships and to get to know people in the industry. Well, that's one of the things that we comment all the time in, in our company is build a team. If you're coming mm-hmm. as a realtor, a real estate agent, get people that you know that you can depend on that work with you and do a good job for the, for the person that's your client. Absolutely. We just, we're just here to be the go-to person. If you have a question, if I don't know the answer, then I'm going to find someone who does. And that's, that's the part where we're, where we said at the top of the show, where this is beyond the transaction. Most of most of our interactions with our clients are not in the transaction. They're over the lifetime of that person owning that home. Yes, very good. Um, so, so we'd mentioned earlier that about sixty-five to seventy percent of, and correct me if we're wrong, Chris, of all all realtors. So, of that two point six million, we're seeing about sixty-five to seventy percent of as women. Is that does that sound right to you? You know, I, I don't know the exact numbers on, on the overall side. I did see that somewhere recently, that, and it seems like it's higher than it was five years ago even. It is. Um, so, yes. Yeah, typically, as you know, real estate is seen as a flexible uh, time. 
industry that we can all get into, and it's the only industry where we quit our 40-hour-a-week jobs to work 80 hours a week, right? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> and weekends, <laughs> nights and weekends. And we, right? But um, it does offer, you know, it's interesting because we've done some research lately and kind of outreach and just, you know, shop talking with some women across the country and um, kind of just trying to get the feel of where, what women are doing now post-COVID and women in the industry. And um, one person had said that she saw an article that referred to um, elsewhere in the world that the social networks are more structured um, and the safety nets that are in place and America has women <laughs> other right. other developed nations have social safety nets and, and we have women and you know if you look at like the unpaid work that um, happens in our everyday lives it's going to the grocery store the picking up kids from school drop them off at daycare all of the in between all of that unpaid work is largely um, borne by women and and we're in working and a lot of that is in the industry as well so how do we support those women so when we're doing our events um in these local networks we're able to schedule them you know after the school drop-offs and you know in in parts of um people's lives and and it's open to men as well we have 10 percent of our members are women or men sorry um but we're we have that flexibility to, to schedule our events at the local level to what works for that particular um, locale and the members that are there. we got about 30 seconds till we have to go to break, but we'll come back to this. Uh, so go ahead, but we got about 30 seconds. We'll let you know when that is. But one of the things yep. that uh, is interesting that you were just talking about is we talk about women in real estate and I always think they like it because they have flexible hours. And, I, and what you just said interested me. Flexible hours. You can work your 80 hours <laughs> at flexible times. Anytime you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so nice. with children and all, it is a good field to get into. You can kind of be your own boss, look in the mirror every day and tell what time you're going to work and how late. But we're going to take a way to break them up. We will come right back. And we're live, and we've got uh, a whole show full of ladies. And Brian and I are just listening today, having a good time. So if you're out there and you got a comment that you want to make about real estate, the phone number is, of course, 803-799-TALK-TALK, or that's 8255-799-8255. Call in if you have a question for our experts today. Don, take us back to where we were when we interrupted you. Are with Chris Lee. She is the president-elect of the National Women's Council of Realtors. Uh, the National Women's Council of Realtors has about 11,000 members, which is just under 1% of realtors. Uh, Chris, you were saying that there are about 250 chapters nationally, which breaks down to approximately five chapters per state. I don't know if that's actually how it's distributed. But um, tell us a little bit more about, you know, well, actually, first, Larry, you had an interesting point um, about women in realtors. What was that point? Well, I, 
from what statistics we have in South Carolina, anyhow, women seem to be more successful as real estate agents than men. And I just uh, thought it's because they're more beautiful, maybe. I don't know, because we're not glamorous. I think, <laughs> I think it's uh, because we're smarter, Larry, personally. But <laughs> Uh-oh, we're going to have a war now. <laughs> Larry is also under the impression that it's really women who buy houses. And I said, yeah, happy life, happy wife. Or happy wife, happy life, and we hear Brian, our engineer, in the background going, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> what are your thoughts on all this, uh, Chris? Why are women so drawn and so so successful in real estate? Uh, is it part of, like, what you're teaching, part of, like, the opportunities? Um, well, I think in real estate in general, many, well, although this is changing, but historically it's kind of been the second career of choice, hasn't it? Is not what you kind of see. You said you're an instructor. It and traditionally it had been, but uh, more and more women it's are getting changing. into it and being very, very successful at it. Yeah, it's definitely changing, and you know it. It, it doesn't require a college degree, and it is something that you can kind of work flexible hours. One thinks. Well, one <laughs> so, of the that things, works to some degree. Yeah, and I I think. Um, you know, they can relate better to the ladies than guys, of course. But also, uh, more and more of them are seeing it as a career, not a job. And, Absolutely. And the more you see something in life that you enjoy as a career, it becomes easier to do. And and, it, and real estate's about people. I mean, you got to be a people person or you're not going to succeed. Oh, I, realtors, it by, by nature, were incredibly social creatures. So I agree with that, yeah. It is, and anyone that is really self-driven because they are running a business, and not all people realize that when they get into the industry, but if you enter and realize that you're running a business and actually run it as a business, then that's those that are going to be more successful in real estate. Even if you're working for another broker or with a company, it's still your business within the company. Yes, so that's a very good comment. And if you have that entrepreneurial drive and mindset, then you will be successful in real estate. Absolutely. Well, and you mentioned something, Chris, that you don't actually have to have a college degree to get into real estate. Um, but there's also no, no earning ceiling. There's no ceiling preventing you. So my opinion about, um, about real estate is, is it's a trade, you know, it's great trade school to go to. So people, you know, are told, Hey, go get your college degree and you'll make this much, but the opportunities in real estate. So it's not a college degree. It's definitely trade school. Um, and there are all sorts of learning opportunities. Uh, Chris, what are some of the positions that, you know, not just as a real estate agent, but uh, a woman can achieve as a realtor in the industry? Um, well, within their, uh, it, it depends what direction you go, I suppose, within your own uh, brokerage. Some brokerages have various positions that you can be on leadership councils or finance and budget sort of within a com- within a company, um, local associations for um, realtors. There are uh, board of directors positions where you're um, helping shape the direction of that local association. Um, the programming that they see, the policies um, within the National Association of Realtors, they look to those local associations when they're looking at local candidates to support 
in the candidates that are supporting real estate housing issues um, on the advocacy side. So they're definitely, if you're into advocacy, there are avenues for you to be involved there at your local associations and state associations. Um, and then if should you decide to license appropriately in your state and get that broker, whatever level of broker license you need in your state, of course, you could go on your own and open your own company. And then, you know, the buck really stops with you. <laughs> Whether or not you take on other agents to uh, work under you or if you're just uh, – a sole member LLC or sole proprietorship, and there are many different business structures to learn about as well and what might work best for you. Um, but there's just so many different avenues. And then once you kind of learn all those skills, you have the opportunity to really turn around and deploy those in your community. I mean, many people are already involved in PTAs and school councils, but um, I've had the opportunity to get involved with the local city where I live and have been asked to do presentations on real estate for city council work sessions. Um, I worked with the police department to um, do a study on the facilities that they were using across town and make recommendations as to whether or not they should build a new headquarters. And it was a citizen, um, citizen-driven committee there that I was able to chair because I had those skills to do that. So once you have kind of these business skills, meeting skills, that there are so many different ways that you can use those to be involved in other parts of your lives that are really important to you and that are important to others that you know. Now, we're, we always say on the show, Chris, that real estate touches everything there is on earth. So yep. <laughs> whatever you're doing, whatever occupation, real estate is a part of it because the building you're in or the land you're camping mm-hmm. on or the trees that are being cut, it's all real estate. And, uh, Under all is the land, right? Yeah, and uh, so there's so many different ways. And the thing about real estate is we stress within our company, I'm sure you stress too, it's always continuing education. You need to learn something new all the time and then start Absolutely. applying it. As you, as you learn it, start applying it. Get other experts that are doing well to help you. They'll be glad to help. Most realtors like to help other people. That's why they're in the business. And that's so, what sets you apart as well, that continual education. That's true. It's true. So, Chris, so you uh, you are the designated broker of Simply Homes. And I love mm-hmm. it because it's a play in your last name. You're Chris Lee, so it's Simply with L-E-E, <laughs> Homes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and how did you first get into real estate? What made you decide to, uh, what were you doing before, and how, how did you get to where you are now? Um, well, a, a lot like many people do, actually. I had moved to a new area and um, really kind of didn't want to go back into the previous field where I was and decided, you know, also was at a point where I was like, I don't really feel like going back to college and starting over there. So it was, I mean, the barrier to entry is fairly low, um, I think probably in most states. Um, compared to other higher educational requirements for other fields. And it, the earning, the ability to earn a living wage and beyond um, it seemed the best ROI. So I, I'd always been interested in real estate. You know, like you mentioned, I'm from the Chicago area. I've always considered Chicago a very real estate-centric town. And um, I just thought that that was the time. Nice. And, 
And so did you get into real estate when you got here to Idaho Falls? Yes. So I've and, been, um, um, go ahead. about a couple of years after I got into Idaho Falls, so I've been in real estate since 2007. So I, you know, started at the top, rode the slide all the way down, <laughs> <laughs> followed in the recession right. back along with everyone else. But I'll tell you what, if you can get through a recession and learn entering a business like this and that, that you really learn the skills you need to learn to get through that, then you, you will have a solid career. Yeah. I think we we might see some turnover in the next year or two. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Go ahead. We've Larry. got about three minutes here, but let me just ask a question what she sees and kind of what we see. We see a lot of people get into real estate. Got a couple of minutes. So real quick, what what causes failure of so many agents getting in and just never never succeed at it when it's really not that hard a business to succeed at? Well, I think um, – we make it look easy and easier than it is. And oh, real estate is pretty and I'll just show pretty houses and this will be great. And I'll earn a lot of money. And um, people either don't have the selling skills because it is sales or they don't realize that they're running a business and they don't know how to manage expenses. That, that's and, a good comment there. That's what we see. So many people just don't, think of the objectives, the keys to the success and take a strategy or something and, and develop a marketing. So the key, we got a minute or so, Brian, uh, got two minutes. So I'll let you talk for a couple of minutes and we'll have to take another break. Okay. Uh, so, so you said something really interesting there is, um, they don't know how to, uh, did you say something like financially manage that business budget for the business? Like, what does that even yeah. look like? And, and does the woman council teach these things? You know, when I first got into real estate, um, an agent that had been around for ages said to me, if you want to make money in real estate, sell stuff to realtors. <laughs> 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 and it's so true because every time you turn around someone's got a shiny new toy that's just going to turn your life around you're going to make so much money and you only have to sell one house to pay for it yeah. oh man to break even what you only have to sell one to break even right what's right? the point for At that why time, would i want to so, break even <laughs> right and people lose sight of what their objective is and how much they have no idea how much should they spend on marketing how much should they spend on this and that compared to their income and they spend money before they have any income in so they don't yeah. You're not leading with revenue, you know, just some basic um, business running fundamentals that um, I don't think is necessarily taught right out of the box. It's definitely not taught in pre-licensing in Idaho. Uh, well, as my father used to tell me, <laughs> count the cost. <laughs> that's right. That's yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. Count the exactly. cost. So we've got less than a minute. But um, where? But that is a lot of what the Women's Council is doing, too. It, it does teach those business skills if you are putting on events and that you're you have to set a budget and you can't run over budget so and if, if you want to spend this much money then you better bring in some money over there to offset it and how are you going to do that so right. it really does so when and, we come back from the break we need to know how people can find the person here local that you represent we'll come back in just a minute or two
We're coming back. We're live again in person. We got Don and Chris, and we appreciate anyone tuned in today. We are the real estate pros of South Carolina, and we got some real pros with us. Don, tell us South about South Carolina uh, and beyond. Oh, we've got we're Palmetto we're, Real Estate here in Idaho. Well, it's the Palmetto Real Estate Group California. of Idaho and South Man, Carolina. We are all over the country, and we've got Chris Lee here. The universe. She is the <laughs> exactly, universe. Thank you. She is the president elect of the National Women's Council of Realtors. And um, just talking to us a little bit about, you know, uh, the advantages of, of women in the business of real estate and the opportunities that are created for us women to be able to learn how to run successful businesses and budget and, uh, and things like that. Um, you know, how to have a, a business plan, maybe a mission with some objectives and, and keys to success. And Chris, the Women's Council, the National Women's Council, these are the types of things that, that you teach women how to do. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. With our local networks across the country, um, we have about 250 networks. And we're not in every state, but we're in, I think, 23 or 25 states, something like that. It's about half the states. Are you in South Carolina? Um, and we are. We are in South Carolina. We have networks, um, coastal South Carolina and Grand Strand. And then we actually have three more underway right now, Rock Hill, Columbia, and Greenville areas. Okay. So if someone, so wants, to if get a hold, in, if someone wants to get a hold of one of those organizations in real estate, it's a woman, what does she do? Just call the National or Association or how do they contact? Or a man. Or a man. Or t- 10% of our members, we call them the smartest men in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, there's your clue. Uh, there, you there you go. Um, yeah, so just shoot an email to wcr at wcr.org, and our national office will put you in touch with the local leaders in your area for whatever area you're looking for. Um, again, Rock Hill, Columbia, and Greenville are underway right now, and we're in coastal South Carolina and Grand Strands. All right. And so, if in, anyone listening on a podcast or something, they can do the same thing. If they can't listen live, go to our, our yep. podcast, the Palmetto Real Estate Group, and uh, they should be able to go to our website, listen Palmetto to a podcast. PalmettoRealEstatePros.com. Right. And uh, um, find so, you. Perfect. So, Perfect. Chris, I have a question for you here. Um, they, uh, you're saying that they're, you're only in 22 states. And there are three more chapters being developed around South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. How would it sounds like there's a lot of leadership opportunity there, a lot of opportunity to really get on a grassroots level um, in in various states and areas. What what might that look like? Like what what are you looking for to actually get those organizations up and going? Right. Well, we typically have um, in order to. Um, start a local network, you would need um, 30 Realtor members. So you would need to have 30 people interested basically saying, hey, this is for us. We really want to be a part of this. This is great. We encourage people to attend the national conferences to come meet us and um, get a flavor for what the Women's Council is. We meet in conjunction with the National Association of Realtors conferences. So we meet in um, May, in mid um at the mid-year meetings in May in Washington, D.C., and then the November NAR conference, wherever that is, because that one moves around. So this year that's in Orlando. 
Um, so if you're going to be in Orlando this November, uh huh, come check us out. We'll have, we'll be there at the same time and have conference schedule of our own running concurrently with NAR. So that will be a great introduction to kind of come and see what we have to offer and to meet some of our members. Um, uh, and a lot of people join for referrals, like many referral organizations, um, which we definitely, um, have a healthy amount of referrals that we do within our network, like like many organizations. But the reasons people renew um, usually usually differ from why they join. So they're renewing because of the relationships that they built, because of the skills they've learned and the leadership opportunities they have. Because it's really a safe place to try that out, to take on a leadership role in your local market and. If sometimes you fail and that's okay and you're learning along the way. It's really that hands-on, on-the-job training almost, like you said. We yes. come out of trade school. Um, and those opportunities are hard to find quite often. So, And it's a supportive environment and we help each other get through it and you learn along the way and take it to the next level. So um, <laughs> we'd love to see you at our national conference. Well, that's a, that was that. a good comment, on-the-job training, and that's uh... – and supportive. Think, and supportive. And I think, uh, Don, that's what All we, too often we practice on our clients, and yeah. we should not. <laughs> and uh, Don knows that that's what exactly we try to do with our agents, kind of not let them go out the door by themselves for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. I, so. I came from a, a traditional how to sell move-in ready houses, and I joined with the Paul Metter Real Estate Group because it was just a whole different way of helping people like maybe the roof is caving into the house or there's giant holes in the floor and nobody's lived there for three years and how to help people in that position uh, not just sell their house but reach their goals and and how to uh, uh, add value to the neighborhood and and I had no idea what those talking points might even be and and I absolutely love the opportunity that Chad and Larry with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros at Palmetto Real Estate Group in South Carolina provided for me to help even more people than I had any idea to. So it sounds like the um, the National Women's Council, it's like that only. They're different. kind of doing you're it, helping, yeah. Yeah, you're helping women um, build a business, teaching them how to budget. You said something about um, how to run a board meeting with what what were those rules, Chris, that you were talking about? How to, <laughs> how to oh, that gentleman, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> That gentleman, Robert, and how, how did he get all the credit for that, right? <laughs> right, yes, exactly. And the Robert's rules, is that right? Yes, yeah. Well, yes, yeah, so, I mean, if, if you are in any organization, you know, city council, you need to know Robert's rules. Um, at, at most organizations run by Robert's rules, so that's one thing we, we do train is <laughs> how to run a meeting because you shouldn't, if you, if you can't run an effective meeting, you're going to be there for hours when it should have been 30 minutes. <laughs> right, right. It should be Roberta's rules, quite honestly. Um, it probably was. <laughs> for the was. Women's Council. <laughs> Roberta's <laughs> rules for the Women's Council. Um, so as, as we're wrapping it up, we've got about uh, six or seven minutes left. Yeah. Um, what, what are some things that, uh, how, how can women get in touch with, or people in general get in touch with you, Chris, or, um, or get involved? Well, actually, and one other thing, like I've heard that the NAR actually has a, has a group that if you want to learn how to run for a, a public office, 
Um, these are different aspects that the National Association of Realtors does. So what are some fantastic things that people should know about Realtors in general and the advantage of working with a Realtor? As you opposed bet. to just so, a real uh, estate what's agent. The, what's the difference is what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Um, so Realtors, um, first off, we all must agree to abide by a code of ethics. So the same code of ethics across the country. Um, it is reviewed and revised by the larger governing board of the National Association of Realtors. Um, so it's up to date. We hold each other to it. We have professional standards and grievance boards in each local association. So if someone is not adhering to that, complaints can be filed by the public or by other agents against agents. So we do police ourselves to that respect. Um, and that is really the, the biggest thing that we're proud of there, I think, is the code of ethics. Um, on the advocacy side, NAR is very big into advocacy. Um, they have, a, I think, the largest pack um, for a trade industry in the country. And they work very hard to support candidates in public office that support housing issues and homeownership issues for the public, for the industry as well, but for the public largely. So the realtors that are involved in that, it is really beyond the transaction. And we're wanting to, they, NAR, when they do lobby um, for, on behalf of candidates, they, um, it's without regard to whether they're Democratic or Republican, it's solely how they have voted and their voting record on housing issues. So it's really a unique way, you know, the Purple Party, <laughs> it's a unique way to look at politics. Um, and it really is to advocate for um, homeownership and private property rights, because under all is the land, right, is the preamble to um, the NAR Constitution. So um, that's, if, when you look at really what realtors do across the country, and many of those are within the state, and I know that there have been various lawsuits that um, our state association has gotten involved in in the state where people had tried to um, restrict private property rights in various areas, and the, the state association will become involved in that and stand up for private property rights. That is excellent. Uh, we've only got a minute or so left here. Chris Lee is the president-elect for Missions of Council for Women. Uh, and I noted somewhere somebody gave me a note, not Women's Council, but the Mission of Council of Women. So actually, I think <laughs> I got that wrong because, Chris, you let me know yesterday that the mission of the Women's Council <laughs> is uh, known in the industry for leadership development. But the official yep. name of who you are involved with, Chris, will you give us that? Yep, we're the Women's Council of Realtors, and our mission is we're a network of successful realtors advancing women as business leaders in the industry and the communities we serve. Okay, and we appreciate you being with us today. we got to be closing out here in a moment. But okay. again, you can contact us, Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Uh, you can go online and get our website. Call us at our office or here at the station. Somebody will find us. Call Don there. But we appreciate you being here. This was a Thank lot you, of information. Uh, people may want to listen again on the podcast to make sure they can take all this in. So next My week. My pleasure, and thank you for inviting me. Yes, and oh, next yay. week you can tune in to the show and listen to Chad. Uh, he'll be back with us. 
he went down to Florida to go scuba diving, I think. So, uh, Don, you got any closing comments over the next five or six seconds? Did you say Chris or Don? Don. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Find us at palmettorealestatepros.com. palmettorealestatepros.com. And uh, we, can, we can direct you in the right way, whether you're buying, flipping, investing, uh, selling, um, commercial, all things real estate. We've got you covered. See you next week.